What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Sia Chats. But before we start this amazing episode, I just wanted to make a slight correction. This is episode three of season three of Sia Chats, not episode two of season three. I hope you enjoy this episode and let me know what you think. Peace and love. What is up, everybody? Happy, happy Saturday. And if you're not listening to this on a Saturday, happy day to whatever day it is. Thank you for joining me today on the second episode of episode, I'm sorry, the second episode of season three of Sia Chats. Today, I have an amazing person that I am super excited to have on this episode, not only because she is one of my lovely Latin ladies, but she is also one of my best friends, a confidant, someone that I truly love and admire. So I'm going to open up the floor so she can introduce herself. Hey, 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 hey. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So this is Janina Roman Lager. Let me Johnny, Janera, Roman Lager. Um, you know, you can't pronounce that. And Spring 03. And I have this lovely, wonderful, chocolate-looking beauty in front of me. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking about some, some good stuff. So I'm really excited to be here with her and enjoy yet. Many, we have many, many conversations. We're just doing this on an episode. It's like a formal thing. Like we have conversations all the time. Right, right. So this is this is basically us recording one of our regular conversations because we do this all the time. But, you know, I think the beautiful thing about this episode is uh, Janita and I became moms within months of each other. Her daughter was born in April. Mine was born, born in August. So we kind of went through our pregnancy together and, you know, um, we have a lot of history together. Um, you know, I had the lovely privilege of being around during her membership process. And let's, not, let's, uh, talk, let's, let's talk little about that that experience though. <laughs> it was Girl, a wonderful experience. I loved every minute. It was great. Whole another podcast <laughs> in itself. Um, but you know, we were on the stroll team together for years. We retired together. Um, you know, so it was, we've gone through a lot of special moments. Um, and the beautiful thing is our daughters are growing up around each other and they have a great relationship. So it's a beautiful thing. And I think the thing that we wanted to talk about in this episode was, you know, being more than a mother. And I thought that that was a fitting title because, you know, Miss Janita is a podcast host herself, you know, so because of the fact that she is a podcast host and it is, you know, surrounded about motherhood as well, I felt that this would be a very, very fitting conversation for us to have because I think it's very easy for us as women and as mothers to feel like we don't always know how to balance being moms and being women. And I think sometimes we struggle with, am I doing too much as a mom? Am I doing too little as a mom? Am I losing myself in being a mom? Am I being true to myself? And I wanted to kind of get your insight on that because I know 
we've had our own conversations about that, that whole struggle, like, you know, the guilt and everything that's associated with it. So my question to you is how do you kind of find that balance between being the mom that you want to be and instilling those goals and ideals and principles in your daughter, but also maintaining that identity that is Janita? Well, I think it's a daily struggle and it's, and it's not a, it's, let me just say this because I don't want to sound that this is not something that you can attain. This is something you definitely can attain, but it's something that you have to work every day and understanding and reflecting and redefining who you are within the parenting role. Mm -hmm. And I think another element that I wanted to bring in this conversation was also our cultural identity as Latina mothers and what that also brings to the table. But overall for our listeners, because we have many people in our organization and people that maybe listening to us that aren't of Latina origin, this whole idea that being a mom is, and which is a full-time responsibility, but that this identity of being a mom is of you being very sacrificial, of you being the nurturer, that you can't, or, or maybe that it's not seen as a positive light to be a woman within this role. And when I talk about being a woman, I'm also talking about your sexual identity. I'm talking about intimacy. I'm talking about you looking yourself in the mirror and you're like, yo, I am so fly. After you maybe have breastfed your baby, you sitting here cocinando arroz con habichuela, la chuleta. Maybe you have another kiddo that's running around you. Your hair's all messed up. You can't take a dookie by yourself. I mean, there's so many things that happen in the world of mother motherhood. And on top of that, we're also career women. So when right. we leave our home, we have to leave this idea of being a mom to then go into our place of work to be a professional. And now we're wearing a different hat. And let's not forget that we still have partners that we might be with, you know? So maybe you're right. a person, you know, that is in a new relationship, right? Let's say you were a single parent, now you're in a new relationship, or maybe you're a single parent and you're not, and you're, you're building a new relationship with yourself or you're married or whatever your circumstance is, you may have a relationship that you also have to take care of and you also have to nurture. So it almost feels like you're overextending yourself to everyone else except but yourself. yourself. Right, yeah, except no, I, absolutely. And I feel it's interesting that you bring all of that up because I think one of the hardest things um, in becoming a mom is when you give birth to this, Oh, and, and let me take that back. Let me rewind, not give birth because being a mother extends beyond whether or not you have birthed a child, you know? And I think in, 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 in the past, you've always de defined motherhood or parenthood in general as whether or not you had a biological relationship with said child. Well, you might be raising your niece or your nephew or exactly. you may have a child. I mean, there's so many ways to have kids nowadays, right? Exactly. Or you could be in a relationship with someone who has a child. You know what I mean? There are all these different things. So the minute that you become a parent, your life becomes surrounded by what can I do to ensure the safety of this child? What can I do to make sure that they are healthy, happy? They are growing up to be respectful, you know? And Things are so different from when we grew up. There are so many different factors to take into consideration now with social media and, you know, technology. 
you know, now kids are less social in the sense of everything has like an online platform where before in order to actually communicate, you had to physically engage with someone or verbally engage with someone. So you find these moments where you're trying to make sure that you're doing everything that you can, but there's no set manual. There's no set way to do it. And then that becomes your sole focus. And it gets very easy to lose yourself. I can speak from personal experience. When I first gave birth, I was so centered on being a mom that that's all that mattered. You know, it didn't, nothing else mattered. And it's very easy to forget about yourself. It's easy to forget about the relationships that you're in. And it's very easy to become disconnected from yourself as a person, but also from your relationships because your sole focus becomes this child. And it's important to kind of have that balance because your children are going to grow up and they're eventually going to adapt their own life. And they're going to go and move into, and, and that's, that's the point. You know, the point is for them to grow and have this life, but then you're lost trying to rediscover yourself, you know, so it's important to have that balance. So that's why you need to rediscover yourself in the process of motherhood. So when they do leave, even though there's still going to be a sense of self-discovery with the whole emptiness and you being able to understand that now your child is going into the world hoping that everything you instilled in this child, they're going to put it into practice, right? So it's it's a very scary thing. But I I there's there's three things that I do in my life to try to center myself and find balance. And and maybe there's more than three now that I'm thinking about it. But finding time for yourself. And I was just talking to Jess about this before we got on that I was telling her, Jess, I need a vacation. And although and, and although People are like, como que vacaciones, si tú vives en Puerto Rico, you're like a vacation mode, you know? But I need, a, I need to, I need to get up and 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 get on a plane and feel like I'm leaving, I'm leaving the island, right? Um, the pandemic has definitely made parenting a lot more difficult because you may have your kids at home, and so there isn't that time and separation from your child. So if you wasn't, you know, if 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 you felt overwhelmed prior to the pandemic. Now you're going to feel more overwhelmed and you're going to feel like you really don't have that time and space for yourself, you know? So finding time for yourself is essential, you know? But also finding time for yourself and doing a hobby that you really love. And this is why I'm going to talk about this because when I first became a mom, I was away from, from sisters and, and, sis, and the way that I saw Sia was, aside from that it was a social outlet, it was the social outlet for me. Um, mm -hmm. And it was the show team was also the social outlet, my 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 space to have fun, but it was also my place to stay fit. You know, so when I became a mom, I lost a lot of that because I couldn't do the same things that I could do before. And mm -hmm. I lost a sense of my identity. So I had to regroup and rethink of what is going to be my new hobby, not that I couldn't still be doing things in SIA, but the, the way that I used to be involved in SIA changed. And that was heartbreaking um, mm -hmm. to know that I can't do the same things I was doing, that I could just drop things off and be like, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go to this chapter or I'm gonna go help the girls practice. I, I, I didn't have that, that time. And to see all that, you know, crashing before my eyes became, I was really, really sad for many, mm -hmm. the first couple of years in Janessa's life. And, you know, you're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to, 
you know, we are sad, but you're a new mom. Like, there's just always this thing. Like, we're not allowed to feel anger or frustration or feel sad or sometimes be like, and when they take the baby, you're already feeling bad because the baby's going away. So you're kind of like, I'm so tired. No, bring her back. And it's like, it's agonizing the, the amount of guilt that we have. So I had to rethink about what's a hobby that I can do within the parameters of motherhood that's mm-hmm. still going to keep me feeling good about myself. And then the third thing is self-care. And you guys know, you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I'm going to say it. Therapy is part of your self-care. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. People underestimate that these phases of your life have a great impact on your self-esteem and your self-worth and your value as a woman and how you can, you know, how can you be a healthy parent going through these, all these emotions and be the best mom that you can show up emotionally for your child and show up emotionally for yourself. How can you do that if you're not healthy? You know, so. No, but you're also right. But also in the sense of like speaking about therapy, I also feel that growing up now it's different. You know, mental health was something that was very disregarded. You know, um, if you mentioned anything about being depressed, you were looked at like, what are you depressed about? You know, what do you have to be depressed about? You know, you have a home and you have friends and you, you know, you're blessed. And again, being blessed doesn't mean that there can't be something wrong. So. So just in the Latino culture, how many times have you heard? And I'm just going to speak of the Latino experience because Mm -hmm. that's, that's that's what we are. (laughs) That's what we are, right? I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to make anyone feel some type of way, but how many times have, do they tell you, do they say this as mother? You 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 chose this. You so chose I, this. So I chose to be sad. I chose my titties right. to be sad. I chose right. to be like, I may not right. allow to feel any type of discomfort at all. And it's, and it, in a way, you know, being a mom as crazy, and uh, again, this is something that most people will not say, being a mom, you have to be prepared that there is a sense of loss because yes, you are gaining a lot. You're gaining my daughter, and I know you understand it, is the greatest gift and greatest accomplishment that I've ever, you know, experienced in life. There is nothing greater than her. But there is also a sense of loss in becoming a mother because when you're adapting to motherhood, you lose a sense of yourself in the beginning to, I guess, um, grow in this new role in your life. And it it takes a while to try to find that balance. And even now, I still struggle with the balance, you know? And therapy has helped me do that. But in the past, it was like, you couldn't get therapy because therapy was frowned upon. So why do you need to see a therapist? As if, you know, there's something wrong with being able to, you know, vocalize what it is that you're experiencing. And I feel that now that I'm in therapy, it's made me a better mom because I know how to identify when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling Mm -hmm. levels of depression, when I am feeling overwhelmed and I have the tools in place now to circumvent those moments so that they don't get worse. And it's also allowed me to find a better way to communicate with my daughter. You know, when we were growing up, there was that whole thing of children are seen and not heard, right? So when you felt a certain type of way, and again, nothing against our parents 
or you know the how older they were raised yeah. or how they were raised nothing against them but like you know when you would sit there and say like oh I feel sad or like whatever and it's like hey what problems do you have you don't pay no bills you don't do nothing like what yep. do you have to do that? you remember that so that in itself leads you to feeling like my feelings are now being invalidated which in turn leads to you not feeling comfortable with expressing yourself so you internalize a lot of the things that you feel because you're afraid of the reaction you're going to get if you express it to somebody else so now as a parent i do the opposite and i'm not saying that that was that happened to me like by my mom but other adults in my life when i would express certain things you know they that would be the the, the response they would have and it makes it makes you feel uncomfortable so there's certain things that i wouldn't say because i was afraid of like well if i say this are they going to tell me that i'm too young to feel this way or i'm wrong for feeling this way so now when and, I and that's where and that's where this idea of people not communicating and being honest and open with their emotions stuff from because absolutely taught you know that to feel something or to feel stress you have to be a certain age to feel it right or you and have to have things, experience a certain thing exactly to, to feel it and let me create a disclaimer to our audience we're talking about a lot of stuff so if you, out of these things you're like Perate. i want you to go back to that self-care i want you to go back to the law so <laughs> i want you to go back to this is easy, mi gente. All you got to do is hit up Jessica and just let her know what topics are fitting for you because we'll be back talking about things, but we also want to cater to what your needs are. So I know we're talking a lot and, and maybe even our conversation is going to feel overwhelming to you guys, but we're here for you. We're here for the <laughs> so, We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> this, is a, this is a process. But you also mentioned the idea of mental health and the idea of mental health in the Latino community it's very interesting because yeah. our go-to is not mental health. Our go-to is pray about it. I mean, but pide la hora, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna pray now, you know, because I know spirituality is really important. Pero entonces, este el próximo día, pues. nothing happens. Like I pray, you you tell me to pray, and I'm waiting, and nothing happened, and I'm not taking it. Our go-to is spirituality, or they'll be like, mija. You don't want anybody knowing that. You don't want anybody to know. Like, stop talking so loud. That's again it's taboo. Why is this a big ass secret, bro? Like, it's taboo. It's taboo to feel a certain type of way because as a mother, you've just done the greatest thing on the on 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 earth. You know, you've given birth to another person or you are raising another person. Like I said, parenthood is more than just birthing someone. Um, but now you have this responsibility, but then there's so much that that encompasses that. You know, and I've been on both sides of, this, of the spectrum. You know, I was um, with my daughter's father for the first six years of her life. So for those six years, you know, you're sharing like the, and not to say that we don't share it now because we have an amazing co-parenting co relationship. But at the end of the day, now it's co-parenting in two separate households. Where in the beginning, everything was being done in one household. So you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, you know, um, I got to make sure that, 
I'm taking care of, um, you know, the baby's okay and that he's okay and that, you know, you know, the house is good and wait, I'm in school. So I have to make sure I get this work done, but I also have a job. So I have to make sure that gets done. But then at no point are you saying anything for yourself. And then the dynamic changed. Her father and I were no longer together. Now I'm a single parent in a co-parenting relationship. So yes, my daughter's taken care of. We communicate. Things are great. Boom. But when now, when she's home with me, now I got to make sure, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. We got to make sure she gets to school. Her homework is done. You know, oh, she wants to do this. I don't only want her to focus on her schoolwork. So I want to make sure she is a well-rounded kid. So I got to make sure that she's in, you know, has different activities to do. But then again, you're still not thinking of yourself. And now, right. And now you don't have someone to say, hey, I need help. I need help. So now well, it's only you, you. You mentioned something very interesting, which goes with what you mentioned before and that I wanted to touch more on was the sense of loss. And you were going exactly the direction that I was going because let's say you are a single parent and you don't have that individual with, you know, your significant other who was your significant other, whatever this person was in your life, that person is no longer there independently if that person started with you and you guys are no longer together or whatever it was, but there's a sense of loss in that as well. Because for me, you know, and I was in a similar situation, right? Right. When Janessa and, and, and we're being completely transparent here, you know, when Janessa's dad and I separated, I had to now not only adjust to the fact, still adjusting to the fact that I'm a mom, but now I gotta adjust that I'm a mom by myself. Right. Um, and and the amount of guilt that I felt that she didn't have, you know, this two quote parents. unquote, two, two parents, parents, a two parent household. Typica, you know, I try to do everything the way that, you know, Latino supposed to be done. Supposed to be done. You know, I mean, obviously I had, you know, I was intimate before marriage, so I kind of messed that one up. But it's all right. I, I, that's I was also, guys, don't blame me. I was also like 28 when I, when I, almost 29 when I had another. Me too. <laughs> but, you know, what I'm saying is that I tried to, to hold this image and now that image was broken. And you know what I felt just, I was like, how am I going to go back to Puerto Rico to tell my family that I came back home? With, with a baby and no husband. As a, as a single mother, like, how am I going to face them and let them know that and them still respect me for the person that I am? And I, and I, and I also went into therapy for many years in order to understand what that meant for me, where these ideas stem from, which I understood were also cultural, but also the fact that I didn't have a dad in my life was also something that made, I wanted, I, I had to do this. I, could not repeat the same. I cannot pattern. fail. I cannot I fail cannot and repeat fail. the cycle that happened with me. You know, and I get that because in that sense, we're very similar. You know, neither one of us were raised with our fathers. So when we went into the notion of having kids, oh, I want to make sure that my daughter is raised in a two-parent household because I wasn't. And again, it's also a sense of growth because you now understand, right? as a 38-year-old woman, you know, me soon to be 38 in three months, you understand that your mom 
did it. And it didn't take away from anything for you, from you as a woman being raised in a single parent household. And yes, we always strive to give our kids better than we had. It doesn't take away from what we had, but we strive to give them better. But it doesn't have to be in this cookie cutter image. You know, my daughter and, and, and my daughter as father and I are not together, but we have an amazing co-parenting relationship and she is not deprived of her dad. Just because I didn't have my dad there and he wasn't present and wasn't active in my life, you know, that's something that she never has to worry about. She has her dad. And ironically enough, she also has her grandfather, which is, you know, my biological yeah, father. Dad. They have a relationship. And I'm grateful for that. You know, at the end of the day, you always want better for your kids. But, Absolutely. but that feeling of like, I failed. And I remember that feeling vividly. Like, here I am. I'm a single mom. I failed. You know, I did exactly what I did not I want. I didn't want to do. And how do I explain this to her? And did I ruin like her development? Her life. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I created a traumatic experience, you know, for my kids. Um, and, you know, I underestimated, you know, the wonderful things I have, I had accomplished in my life, you know? Um, I think also for me was, I'm a professional, you know, by that time, um, by the time I had Janessa, I, I already had a master's. I already mm -hmm. had started my PhD. And I kind of felt like I'm so smart, but I'm so stupid. How did I end up in a situation yeah. here? How did I, like there was, I, I really had to work on and, and one of the things that you asked me from the beginning was like balance. Like I really need to, and that's why I talk so much, guys. Like I probably drive you crazy if you guys follow me, like on the self-love journey. Like why does this chick always talk about self-love? And it's because I really had to love myself again from and from a whole different perspective because what I thought love was prior to being a mom was not what I know I love, love to be it. today. Not love and for myself, not, not love for my kids, not love for other people. I think also like I became, um, and like even in our friendship, I think I've been more emotionally present and a better sister and friend because I had, I went through a very difficult self-love process I guess in order to understand myself absolutely you know in order to understand yourself you have to dig, dig into the deepest and darkest parts of yourself and you have to address the things that you've previously avoided you know and that was something that I had to do in order to get to where I am today one second to really one second don't you hate when you're watching your favorite episode and you come to the end and it says to be continued well, that's what we're going to do here today. We felt there was so much information in this episode to dissect that it would be better to separate it into two. And with Janira having to run off to handle a situation, what that situation is, we won't know until part two, but we felt that would be the best time to stop the episode and continue next week. So part two of More Than a Mother will be live next Friday. Peace.